to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. My name is Nathan. I'm one of the pastors here at Icon Church. And if this is your first time to Icon Church, we want to give you a huge welcome. So come on, church. Let's welcome all those here for the first time. Why don't you take a moment, say hello to two or three people around you. Give them a high five, a hug, a handshake. Then you can take your seats. I get the privilege of kicking off our Jesus is King series and uh, you may have seen our big mesh banner that is up on the side of the building and believing that many people will see that, be intrigued by that, enter into this place because of that. Uh, I've been praying about that. I know um, uh, some people have even had conversations around it and many of us will know that uh, the title Jesus is King is obviously from the Word of God. But Kanye West's new album is called Jesus is King. It's amazing now because I've been praying for years, uh, you know, ever since Zion was born. It's like, oh, I can't listen to certain music now in the car because maybe some of the themes or whatever. But now I can listen to a Kanye West album in the car with Zion. It's like miracles do happen today. And uh, he's had an incredible transformation and uh, just an incredible story. But we're going to take a title from, uh, from the album each week and just look through this. And I want to encourage you, come back every week uh, because I believe God wants to speak to us as a whole that Jesus King over this Christmas period. And today I want to speak from the opening track of the album called Every Hour. But I will say Every Hour. And, you know, like Derbyshire, you would drop your H every hour. Um, people make fun of me, uh, especially when I go to Lincoln. Uh, they make fun of me because I say things like, put it in boot. And no one laughs here because we all say it. But they think it's weird. And I'm like, no, you're the weird ones. And uh, if you're from Lincoln today, we'll pray for you later. Uh, let's, let's get into this. Uh, Luke 2. Verses 8 to 12 is going to be the passage that we're going to look at. And, and this passage is around the shepherds and uh, the angels come into the shepherds and then the shepherds uh, go into uh, meet Jesus in this moment. But uh, let's just read uh, four verses together. Luke 2 verses 8 to 12. It says this, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Let me read this bit again. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. Actually, in the uh, updated NIV version, uh, it says this. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. 
Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Jesus, we thank you for our time together. Thank you that we get to gather in your presence. Pray that you speak to each and every one of us, God. Lord, that you'll use my words and uh, you'll use what I've prepared to speak into our hearts and our lives over this Christmas season that we'll know that you are King in our lives and over everything. And so we just want to give you praise and glory this morning in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Have you ever um, received something that got you really excited? Like, like so excited that um, when you're away from it, you're thinking about it. Just me? You can respond today, you know, it's good. It's good. Like you're at work and all you're thinking about is, I can't wait to get home because of that thing. I can't wait to get home and play on that video game. No, that's just me. I can't wait. Well, as as a kid growing up, Christmas, especially Christmas, would be uh, one of real excitement for me in the fact of um, my parents would always buy me a new pair of football boots. Uh, Like even today, I'm 33 years old, I still think I can make it. Like, I still think I can become a footballer. And then I played yesterday and realized it's not happening. Off an Achilles and no way is it happening. Um, my legs are in bits today. I play 90 minutes. Anyway, side note. Uh, but, but Christmas always used to be an exciting time because I'd get brand new football boots. It's what I'd ask for. It's what I'd want. And, uh, you know, even I'd go to school and I, all I would be thinking about is I can't wait to get home and put my football boots on. I used to wear them around the house. Um, you know, like parents would tell me, like, you shouldn't do that, uh, but I'd kind of sneak them on. Uh, I used to wear them to sleep in. Don't laugh. We know you've all done something weird as well. We know you've all done it. Uh, you musicians, I'm sure you've slept with your guitars before. And, uh, but I, no, and like parents would say, don't put them on. I'd put them at the side of me to go to sleep. And then 10 minutes later, they'd be on my feet again. But this didn't stay in childhood. It went into adulthood. Uh, and, um, you know, even when I got married, one night I two-footed Debbie in bed and uh, with my football boots on. No, I'm joking, honestly. But I'd like wear my football boots in the shower. Now, there's a reason for that. I didn't want to get blisters and new boots and all that, but really, I just wanted to wear my football boots. But I don't know if you've ever received something that got you really excited. You couldn't wait to to get home to it. Uh, It brought happiness. It brought joy. And, you know, maybe it was a a new thing, a new game, something new for you. But even, like, you couldn't wait to meet that new friend or you, you couldn't wait to get Uh, to, you know, do something new, you were really excited. Or maybe it was like I found a deal on something, that I'd found a deal on something. My mum recently, um, she's like, uh, Facebook Marketplace is her greatest, um, she gets really excited by it, like really excited by it. The other other week she bought a a set of doors and on Facebook Marketplace, you can get anything there. This is not a plug for Facebook Marketplace. There are other great places like eBay, Amazon. Anyway, side note. Um, but she, she bought a set of doors on them. She said she'd measured the doors, right? Um, Sam went, Sam's my brother. And they're taking them in the house. And these were Joel's words. 
she's done a proper mum thing, hasn't she? She's bought some doors that look exactly the same as doors she's going to replace. <laughs> and Sam was like, yes. Apart from, they were the wrong size. Like, you know, like big gap at the bottom of the door here and uh, all of that. But she got really excited by Facebook Marketplace. Get ready. Transition statement. Here we go. The angels here are communicating something that's really exciting, not just for the shepherds, but for me and you. That there's this good news that will cause great joy in our life. That there's this good news for each and every one of us. That actually, this good news is not just for a select few, it's for each and every one of us, and it's going to bring about a great joy in our lives. This good news is not about sadness, it's not about disappointment, but actually it's about great joy for our lives, for each and every one of us. It's the message that Jesus is King, And that Jesus is king, if Jesus is king in our lives, that actually it brings about a great joy for each and every one of us. That we should get excited about this. But it's realising this good news brings about great joy. I love that the angels actually uh, don't just say it's, it's good news that brings about great joy and there's a full stop there. It says it's good news that brings about great joy for all the people. So right there in that moment, even to the shepherds, the angel of foretelling of what Jesus has come to do. He's come to save all people, no matter who we are, no matter our past, no matter what has happened in our lives. God has sent his son Jesus for all people and it should bring about joy. We can live in joy for moments. We can have moments of joy. We can have different moments. But I really believe that if we realise the good news, we can have joy in our every hour, every minute, every day, every single, even millisecond. We can have great joy. Many people and many of us have been looking our whole lives for satisfaction for contentment, for fulfillment. But I found the answer and it's called good news. It's called the good news of Jesus and it's brought about a great joy in my life. Many people will say, but, but here's my circumstance. This is what I'm facing. This is, this is life for me. This is what I'm facing. But joy is not an external work. It's an internal work. Joy is an internal work. It works on our heart. It's a Jesus work that works from the inside out. It works inside out. And this good news that Jesus has come for each and every one of us works inside out. It works from the inside out to bring about a great joy. So let's answer the question. How do I live in joy every hour? Well, firstly, and if you're taking notes... Write this down. It'll come up on the screen. There's a statistic out there that says 65% of people who take notes enter heaven. (laughs) It's a Nathan Benger statistic. But here's the first thing. Listen to good news. Listen to good news. Listen to good news. Luke 2 and verse 10. Let's read it again. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I bring you good news. It's time to listen to good news in our lives. It's time to stop listening to the bad news, the naysayers, the haters, the enemy. 
It's time to listen to good news. The enemy is an accuser and a deceiver. And so he'll accuse us and deceive us. He'll even try to do that before God, before God. And he'll, he'll say, you'll, you'll hear things, God, you're really going to, you'll, you'll even think these things, God, you're really going to promote this person. Do you know what they've done? Do you know what their life looks like? You're really going to bless them. Do you know what they've done? But actually, it's a moment we've got to stop listening to the bad news and start listening to heaven because heaven's screaming at us that there's good news for our lives. There's good news for each and every one of us. Yeah, one clap, so we all clap. Come on. Because heaven is screaming at us. He's, heaven's screaming at us, you're called. You're called. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. Like... Let, let's not just put this out there as like a throwaway statement. No, you're truly forgiven. I, I, don't, like, I don't know what your life look like, but God knows. And he's forgiven it all completely. It's completely forgiven. You're forgiven. <laughs> he says, I'm for you. I'm not here waiting for you to mess up. No, I'm for you. I want the best for you. I want the best for you. I have a plan for you. I've chosen you. I've saved you. The best is in front of you. This is the good news that heaven is, is screaming at us. And so it's time to start listening to the good news that God has got for us. Talking about allowing Jesus and the message of good news to shout in my ear the loudest. Here's how important good news is. Jesus isn't coming back until everyone's heard the good news. Jesus isn't coming back until everyone's heard the good news. This is how important the good news is. Um, I think it was a few years ago, there was a, a, like a notification that went out to the whole area of Hawaii. And this was the notification, you'll see it on the screen. Uh, the guys will put it up. It was an emergency alert that this missile threat is inbound to Hawaii, seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. You know it's not a drill when they say it's not a drill. Um, throw that one in the dead joke section. This notification, can you imagine receiving that notification? Can you imagine us all now like going, oh no, it's coming. Like what would you do? Many people gathered their families, they prayed. Many people gathered and kind of like ate their last meal together. They did things. I heard one story of a guy who literally just went, oh, I'll just, I'll just do the washing up. Like calm. And, it, you know, it, was, uh, it wasn't proven to be a true threat. It didn't happen. But they, they had to get this message out to all the people in Hawaii. Like, God wants the message of the good news to get to all people. Get to all people. That's why I believe Christmas at Icon Church is so vital because it's a moment where we're actually, and we do it every single week, but it, at Christmas time is a great time because we want the message of the good news to go to all people because good news will cause great joy in people's lives. There'll be something greater for people in their lives. And so maybe it's time that actually I have to begin to listen to good news and, and get rid of the bad news and the naysayers and the haters and begin to get some notice notifications from heaven of the good news that Jesus has got for me, the good news that Jesus is for me, the good news that Jesus has more for me because good news is important. Like Jesus isn't coming back to let everyone hears the good news. Matthew 24, 14. 
says that. It says, and this gospel, this good news of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. This is Jesus talking about him coming back and here it is. Here's the premise. The good news has got to go to the whole world. It's going to the whole world. So maybe in my life, I've got to start listening to good news. I've got to start listening to the good news. I've got to start listening to heaven, what heaven says about my life. Got to receive some notifications from heaven for my life. I realize this, that the content I consume will be the content that comes out of me. I want to be a person of good news. That means I've got to consume good news. I've got to consume good news on a regular, regular. And so that means I've got to start listening to the good news. Start listening to the good news. The second thing about having joy in our every hour today is we have to ask the question, where am I hanging out? Where am I spending most of my time? Where am I hanging out? I like to put myself in the story with the shepherds and I like to think about it. And it's interesting, the angels never tell the shepherds, now you need to go. They say, you'll find it, but never said, you know, you've got to go. The shepherds make that decision. You see that in In verse 15, they say, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They've got to go. But then something happens in that presence, in that moment where they're hanging out. It says in verses 16 to 18, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Something happened in that moment, that, that presence of Jesus. Like, put yourself there. It's a baby in a manger. There's got to be, like, something more. It's in a stable. We, we know, because we've watched the nativity many times, there are kids dressed up as cows and sheep. And is that not what happened? No, there were real cows and there were real sheep or whatever the animals were there. It's smelly. And Jesus is a baby in a manger. So something happened in that presence, in that moment. You see, uh, like my environment is so important. My environment is so important. And they made a decision. They moved, they went, and they received something of God in that moment. See, if you'll get in the right environment, you'll get out of it what God has got for you. Like they come and tell the story of what's happened and everyone's amazed. Everyone's amazed. Because something of God's presence was on them because that's where we hung out. That's where we were. You see, you get in the right environment, you'll get out of it what God has got for you. We have to realize today that we're in Jesus. When we've received Jesus, when we've accepted him into our lives, we've received Jesus. And so we receive that joy that he's got for us. When we accept that good news, we receive that joy that it's got, he's got for us. But this is not about hard work. It's not about, oh, I've got to do this and this and this, and then I'll receive everything that God's got for me. No, no, no. Everything's available to you. You just have to begin to move. We just have to begin to make decisions. It's not like going to the gym where, you know, people will say what you put in is what you get out. 
No, 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 I'm going to put myself in the right environments and all the promises of God are available to me. I'm in Jesus and He's got more for me. There's not a rewards program like, oh, if you, you know, if you do this and this, you get a stamp on your card, you get your 10th cup of coffee free. It's not like that with Jesus. No, no, no. Everything's available to you. The thing is, is I have to just begin to put myself in the right environment. Where am I hanging out today? So where am I hanging out? You see, because I've become a product of my environment. If I'm in negative environments, I become a product of that environment. But actually, I want to put myself in positive environments, faith-filled environments, good news-filled environments, that actually I walk out a product of that environment. Uh, I've, I've heard many people say, oh, we don't, we don't talk about the enemy. I know I've mentioned him in my message, but we don't talk about the enemy much in this church. Yeah, there's a reason. He's defeated. He's defeated. And that, that, that's bad news. No, we're good news. We're lifting our heads. We're walking out of this place because we got joy and we got the good news of Jesus in our lives. So we'll walk out of this place. Why focus on someone who's defeated? Let's focus on the one who's victorious, who is king, who is Lord of all. It's a moment we have to realise and ask the question, where am I hanging out? Life is different. Life becomes different. There becomes this great joy because I'm hanging out in the right environments. I know I'm in Jesus. I'm in his presence. And in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Actually, let's make that the third thing today. Want to experience joy in your every hour? Get in his presence. Get in his presence. Psalm 16 and verse 11. You make known to me that path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence. You fill me with joy in your presence. You want to be filled with joy? Get in his presence. Fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. When I get in his presence, it's not head down. It's not shameful. It's in his presence. There's not fullness of shame and guilt and, and disappointment. No, there's fullness of joy for our lives. When I get in his presence, there's fullness of joy for our lives. I've got his approval. So I can walk with my head high. I can walk boldly. I can walk confidently. I can come into his presence boldly and confidently because I've got his approval. I've got it. And actually in his presence, I receive that fullness of joy. I love the verses in Hebrews, Hebrews 4.16, that tells us that let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. With confidence. Why? Because we're approved. We can come with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We think we need approval because uh, maybe of our lifestyle or we think we need approval because of many things. But here we're being told, no, 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 in His presence is fullness of joy. And here I can come confidently to His throne. Why? Because I've been approved. I've been accepted. I've been forgiven. I've been saved. And today I can come into His presence and receive the fullness of joy. That every, for every hour of my day, I can know His joy leading me. I can know His joy in my life because today I know I'm approved. And here's why, because it's because of the good news of Jesus. Good news causes great joy. It's because of the good news of Jesus that Jesus came for each and every one of us. 
like Jesus tells us in John 1, that he was the word at the beginning. He was the word of God. He's fully God and he's fully man. And it's this incredible moment where God sends his son to become fully man for each and every one of us, to die on a cross for each and every one of us, to rise again for each and every one of us. And when we get in his presence, we receive fullness of joy. It's a moment where we have to realize we've got to get in his presence. We're approved because he's our savior. He's our savior. He's, he's done the heavy lifting. He's our savior. Luke 2 and verse 11, the angels declare it today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. A savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. He is Christ the Lord. You see, we'll live our lives in fear if we don't fully get this, that he's our savior, that he saved me. Like I got like the question today is, am I truly believing that he saved me? Like I couldn't get forgiveness for myself. He saved me. I couldn't get through this. He saved me. I couldn't see a way through. He saved me. That actually it's a realization. No, he saved me. He's the, he's the savior. He's not just the savior for me, but he's the savior of the world. And so I'm going to get in the presence of the savior because there I'll receive this joy that God has got for me. He's our savior. And in his presence is fullness of joy. So stay in his presence. To kind of conclude and the team are going to come back in this moment. I, like, I come to realise this and like, look at me when I say this because like, this is real. God wants you to be full of joy. Like, maybe in church or maybe in, in, in past, that's not been communicated well enough in the church. God wants you to be full of joy. Actually, more than you want to be joyful, God wants you to be full of joy. More than I want joy in my life, God wants joy in my life. Like, I've come to realize, like, I want a level of success in my life. I want my life to look this. God wants it even more for me. Like, I want to be blessed, but God wants to bless me even more. God wants you to be full of joy because there's power in joy. Nehemiah 8 and verse 10 tells us the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's powerful. Joy is powerful. I love this. Good news causes great joy. And joy is going to give me strength. Good news causes great joy. And joy is going to give me strength. Like whatever life looks like, I'm going to get myself in the place of receiving good news. Because good news, this good news is going to give me great joy. It's going to cause great joy and I'm going to need some strength for my life. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so I'm going to surround myself with good news constantly. Why? Because it's going to cause some great joy from the inside out. And here's what's going to happen. It's going to become my strength. People are going to say to me, how can you seem so calm? How can you seem so happy? No, no, no. It's because I've been listening to good news. Yeah, but you're facing this. Yeah, but I'm listening to good news that's causing great joy in my life and that joy is becoming my strength. It's good news that causes great joy and joy becomes my strength. No matter what's happening, joy can be your strength today. Joy can be your strength. 
Like I said, joy is an inside work, inside out work. It's not, joy is not plastic surgery, just fixing something on the outside. No, it's a heart surgery. It works inside out. See, God wants our outside to change, but first of all, he wants to work on the inside of our lives. And joy becomes that. It's that inside work. But there's this verse in James, James 1 and verse 2. And it's challenging. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Consider it pure joy. It's, a par- it's like a paradox, this trials and there's things that are going wrong and yet I'm to consider it pure joy. But joy is my strength. Joy is my power. Joy, and like, I'm going to grow through these trials. I'm going to grow through these things. So joy, there's joy. There's better coming for me. There's the promises of God that are coming for me. So I'm going to consider it joy. There's the good news of Jesus. I'm saved. He's the Saviour. He's the King. Jesus is King. He, he, he's all powerful. And so there's joy. And so no matter what I'm facing, I can stand on the good news and it's going to cause some great joy. And whatever trials I'm facing, I can walk in that. Life can look, life happens and life can look different, but we can count it joy because joy will be our strength. And joy can be your strength today. There may have been some seasons for you that have looked less joyful, but I believe today that joy is coming. So to close, I wonder if we'd just stand. And I really believe for some people, I'm just going to share a few verses. And this is for you. These are for you. These moments are for you. Because seasons, life may have looked different, but there's something called joy that's coming. And it's received and when it's caused by this good news. Psalm 30 and verse 5. For His anger lasts only a moment, but His favour lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night but rejoicing, but joy comes in the morning. I don't know, but some of us may have been in a night season. It may have felt dark, but I'm telling you and I'm saying to you today, joy is coming in the morning. The dawn is breaking. There's something happening in the morning and this joy can be your strength. There's another one, Psalm 126 verses 5-6. Those who sow with tears... I don't know, but some people may have cried. There may have been a bit of crying in your house. There may have been some tears, even in the private, even on car journeys. But I'm saying you'll reap with songs of joy. Verse 6, those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy. Today, there's a song of joy rising up in this place. There's a song of joy rising up because He is the joy. He is King. And His good news will cause great joy. So come on, let's worship Him and let's declare, let's listen to heaven and that joy that He's got for our lives. Come on. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.